Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 55. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. It is awesome to be with you, Samuel, today. Samuel Bistrian's with us from Roma Boots. He is on our board of directors. If y'all don't know Sam, he is an immigrant from Romania. He has a whole bunch of brothers and sisters that we know a lot, all of almost their whole family. Um, Tim and I have been supportive of his brother Cornell that started the Christ for the Nations um, school in Romania and been there many, many times. And that's kind of how we have a Romanian daughter-in-law. If y'all didn't know that story, we have a Romanian daughter-in-law. Israel went to Romania with me when he was 18 and didn't leave for three years. Three and a half years, he finally came home with an amazing wife. So anyway, we're we're really tied in with the Bistrian family and walked with Sam and Alejandra for a long time. Your wife's from Colombia, right, Sam? That's right. Yeah. Columbia, South America. And if y'all didn't hear our interview with Alona, his amazing daughter, um, we did an interview on our podcast with Alona a while back. Um, So anyway, just great. Emma and Alona are great. You got great kids. And Alona is actually um, at A&M. So she started Texas A&M a few weeks ago. So we're missing her a lot. I'm sure you are. You're already like feeling the pains of that. Well, we are in Psalms 55 today, and a a very fitting psalm for right now in our world. So, um, Sam, why don't you go ahead and can you read the psalm for us, and then we'll just get going. Absolutely. And uh, and like I said, I am traveling, so my travel Bible is actually uh, not the New King James. It's a complete Jewish study Bible, so that's what I'm going to read from. But, um, yeah, it's it's very clear, obviously. So the psalm that I Yes, a, a psalm that I absolutely love, and um, obviously there's just so much we can relate to here in this psalm, but uh, yeah, let me start. So uh, excited to be here with everyone, and um, here we go. Listen, God, to my prayer. Don't hide yourself from my plea. Pay attention to me and answer me. I am panic-stricken as I make my complaint. I shudder at how the enemy shouts, at how the wicked oppress. For they keep heaping trouble on me and angrily tormenting me. My heart within me is pounding in anguish. The terrors of death press down on me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me. Horrors cover me. I said, I wish I had wings like a dove, that I could fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would flee to a place far off. I would stay in the desert. I would quickly find me a shelter from the raging wind and the storm. 
confuse Adonai, confound their speech, for I see violence and fighting in the city. Day and night they go about its walls within our malice and mischief. Ruin is rife within it. Oppression and fraud never leave its streets. For it was not an enemy who insulted me. If it had been, I could have borne it. It was not my adversary who treated me with scorn. If it had been, I could have hidden myself. But it was you, a man of my own kind, my companion, whom I knew very well. We used to share our hearts with each other. In the house of God, we walked with the crowd. May he put death on them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and also in their hearts. But I will call on God, and Adonai will save me. Evening, morning, and noon, I complain and moan, but he hears my voice. He redeems me and gives me peace so that no one can come near me. For there were many who fought me. God will hear and will, will humble them. Yes, he who has sat on his throne from the start, for they never change and they don't fear God. My companion attacked those who were at peace with him. He broke his solemn word. What he said sounded smoother than butter, but, he, but his heart was at war. His words seemed more soothing than oil, but in fact, they were sharp swords. Unload your burden on Adonai, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you will bring them down, God, in the deepest pit. Those men so bloodthirsty and treacherous will not live out half of their days. But for my part, Adonai, I put my trust in you. Amen. Love it. I love that Jewish uh, Old Testament. That's great. I mean, something about saying Adonai instead of Lord, which is the Hebrew uh, of Lord, I mean, just makes me feel closer to David. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's great. Well, why don't you go ahead and share a few thoughts, Sam, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. How's that? Awesome. Well, I mean, obviously, he starts out here. He's just like overwhelmed, obviously, you know, he's um, he's panic stricken. He's, uh, you know, he's just um, he, the way he starts out. I mean, it's just like David is like just completely raw and open as we see David throw the songs before God and he holds no punches and he just goes into it and he's like, God, this is happening. There's oppression in the streets. There's fraud. There's so much happening. And then you, you kind of builds up to this moment and you're like, David, what's going on? And then you see that David is just hurt. And he's not hurt because an enemy, you know, hurt him or whatever. You could see how wounded the, the, he is in the verse where it was, he, he basically says here, for it was not my enemy who insulted me. If it had been so, I would have borne it. It was my adversary who treated me. It was not my adversary, but it was you, a man of my own kind, my companion whom I knew well. And when I thought about this immediately, what I thought about was, you know, when you have a prayer meeting, when you have a church, you know, and there's a church split and some of those people that end up leaving those church splits will never return back to a church because there's something about that community that is forged, you know, with obviously God, you know, being the pinnacle that kind of holds us together, that when there's a split or a rift there, that people harden their hearts and it's, it hurts deeper than anything else. It's such a deeper yes. cut. And so 
you could see how David is just so hurt there. But there's three times in the psalm that David just immediately goes right back to God, you know, and that's what's so encouraging all the time with, with David is that that's what made him a man after God's own heart, that no matter what he goes through, he jumps back into God. He's able to completely be transparent and raw and say, these are my emotions. This is how I feel. But he always pivots back to God is my anchor. I will put my trust in Adonai. And that is so beautiful to see. I was thinking this morning, I remember when I really felt like we were supposed to do this Bible study and I'm like, why are we, number one, I don't need one more thing to do, right? And and what is a Bible study connecting to people on what's happening in America or what's happening in our culture really matter? But I really felt the directive of the Lord that we needed to go through Psalms. And I was like, 150 Psalms, like this is going to be a long plow, right? But I, I think what we're finding in this, Sam, is just some, it's like when you read David or you read these other Psalms by other people, it's like you can relate to it. Okay, I feel that right now. Um, and I don't know how many of y'all, like, we're in difficult days, right? And we're still fighting. And what David said in the first part is this restlessness. I am restless. Um, I hear the voice of the enemy. I hear the oppression of the wicked. Um, how many of us can relate to that right now? Um, in our world right now. And it gives us solace that we are not alone in this generation, that people in in past generations, even here's David before the cross, before Jesus, right? Feeling this and finding solutions. Um, I know, Sam, you know, I was in DC a few weeks ago. We were there for the March for Life. And yes. I have, I was so burdened, right? And whether where wherever we come down on vaccine mandates, whether we agree with them or not agree with them or agree on taking a vaccine or not taking the quote vaccine, um, I think all of us as liberty-minded Christians would say religious liberty and liberty of decision and conscience is important, right? And I was so burdened because here we are, a few of us from Texas, you know, unable to be eat at a restaurant unless we have an, a religious exemption and a 24-hour COVID test when you can't even, we, thank God we brought some from Texas, but you you can't even find, you couldn't even find them in D.C. All my D.C. friends were like, you can't even find a COVID test here, so don't even try. And then you've got, uh, you know, employees that don't have to be vaccinated to serve you. Like none of it makes sense. None of it is all of it's inconsistent. All of it doesn't make any sense. And again, it feels like this oppression that you're dealing with these outside pressures, but you're also dealing with the inside pressures. Right. And and I love what David said here. He felt in verse eight, he felt the windy storm and the tempest. And in verse six, he says, man, I just want to fly away and be at rest. Like, can I just hop on a plane and go to Florida and sit on the beach and think about <laughs> why do I even want to deal with all this? Right. Um, but I, I thought you brought up what was the, really the greatest hurt of David's heart was these enemies that were not outside of his life, but these these um, friends, right? These people that he took sweet counsel together. He said they went to the house of God together. 
Um, this is what caused his soul the deepest pain were the people closest to him looking like they've gone off the reservation, like what's happening to them. Um, and that was burdening his heart, right? The pain of that. But here's the solution. I want us to focus in on verse 16 and 17. He says, this is the solution. And he's saying this before the Lord and to everyone listening to him. He's not just going to sit in his restlessness and pain. No, he says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord will save me evening and morning. And at noon, I will, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Right. So when this is the exhortation for all of us on this important Monday morning, as we're about to start the second month of the year, right? We, we've all done our prayer and fasting and we're all like focused and we're all healthier than we were, right? <laughs> January 1st. But now that the time comes where we make the switch and we make a commitment again, I'm going to seek God in the midst of this restless world, right? Evening, morning, noon, three times a day. David's recipe for victory was increased prayer and increased calling on God, right? And um, we were hanging out at Freedom Place Church with Pastor Caston Huddleston this weekend. And, and his he said, uh, I love this, pre-deliverance praise is what we need, PDP, PDP, pre-deliverance praise. And he brought up the story of Jehoshaphat and how the Lord gave him a clear directive through the prophet that there, there was a large, large, large army in front of him, but his directive was, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And what looked like the most ridiculous thing is he sent the Levites out and he sent the prayer warriors out and he sent the singing and the praise people out, right? And he appointed them to go sing before the Lord and bring praise of the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And you can find this, this story in Second Chronicles 20. It's just powerful, right? And what happens when they praised and sang all of a sudden, God came to their rescue and he sends ambushes against the people of Ammon, Obed, and Mount Sur. And those that came out against Judah, they were defeated, right? And um, you and I both, uh, uh, Sam, like fellowship a lot with our friends at the upper room that do morning, noon, and night prayer, right? Yeah. And this, this verse in and Psalms 55 was part of their mandate mm -hmm. to not go 24 seven, not try to produce something that couldn't be there, but we're going to spend time with the Lord morning, noon, and in the evening. And that's what Daniel did, right? That's what um, Daniel did. Baby. Yeah. Daniel, like, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the, the kingdom of Babylon, prayed morning, noon, and night, and he felt the pain, right? Remember Daniel in the lion's den? Yes, absolutely. No, that's good. That's how do you how, how do you stand, uh, Sam, when you feel like even um, you know people closest to you or those those things are happening around you where you have to you have to dig in and find God in those moments? Well, it's it's tough, and you know, just as you were talking, since you've kind of opened it up a little bit to the vaccination 
um, uh, cause here. We um, uh, remember, you know, um, just early, you know, last year or in 2020, going to Guatemala to donate boots there and how every store was closed, every supermarket, unless you had this this card, you know, and um, we're up in the mountains even where the indigenous people were bringing their kids to get a pair of boots and they would walk miles to get a pair of boots, but they were all masked up, including the kids and these women with the kids on. And I just thought to myself, God must hate this. This is oppression. This is not good you know and then obviously you see it now in many countries you know i've been i love going to israel and i've been wanting to go back to israel so much yeah. and i cannot get in there and i'm like the whole earth belongs to god why must we be restricted this is something god does not like and there's a cry for justice in the earth that is so strong right now and because there are people that are oppressing us and that's when god looks to us and he's like we cry out to him he's going to come through for us but in the midst of this, I can tell you, when I did voice my concerns and my opinions through social media and other means, where I felt most wounded or I'm most hurt is not when <laughs> your average schmo, Joe Schmo, whatever, would go in there and comment. It's when people that I was close to, that I shared fellowship, that I broke bread with, would come and attack. And and, and I didn't even know how to, ex- you know, I'm like, you're you really, you know, you have discernment. You are a person that I pray with. And you're attacking yes. me right now. And so I got to a point where I said, I cannot, I can, I got to choose my battles. So in how I deal with it is I really would go to God and I'm like, God, give me wisdom in this situation. I don't want to just be out there because it becomes a distraction. And then you start attacking certain person that may actually come around in two weeks or four weeks. You keep, keep speaking the truth. You will have to, um, uh, you know, respond to everybody. Just keep your truth out there and keep going forward. Focus, I think, is the key right now. We know that we have to look to the prize. We look to, we're running a race, right? If you look to the left and to the right constantly, you're not going to be able to finish that race. You know, you run it with endurance and you keep your eyes on the prize. So that's how I try to deal with it. At least that's what I've tried to do over the last year is really stay focused on where I'm going. And you know what? There may be comments that somebody posts that I don't like, you know, uh, there may be things that somebody says that I may not like, but you know what? My focus has to be clear. And it's a, it's really maturity, too. I think a lot of it has to do with being mature and not letting every little thing distract you. So, um, But going back to where David was, and you know, you highlighted three things here. I, 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 I gave myself last year, um, uh, or I put an alarm on my clock for 6 a.m., 3 p.m., and 6 p.m. And what I do is, Obviously, my 6 a.m. is my longest kind of prayer time or whatever. But throughout the day, you know, I get that alarm exactly at 2.55. And I'm like, okay, in five minutes, I got to spend five minutes with God just to kind of whatever I'm going through right there. And I get that daily, daily, I get that alert, you know, in the evening, same thing. I love how Christians engaged every Monday at 5.55 also has that. So that is literally right before my or my, I have two alarms that go off. So just those daily reminders to refocus, readjust, and really to stay tethered to the source of joy, to the source of peace, to the source of all goodness. And that is God. And I think that's what David did. And you said earlier, that's what Daniel did. You know, just that discipline to constantly keep your gaze on your source. You know, yes. and that is God. Yeah. That's what well, helps and David's, 
David said here in verse 22, he says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but that's the kind of promise that I want to cling to this week. I'm unmovable, right? I'm unmovable in my hope, in my faith, um, with the storms of life, with the uh, wounds of a friend, right? Um, all of that, it, we're unmovable if we permit the Lord to solidify us in the foundation of prayer and praise. And like Pastor Casson said, you know, uh, do the PDP, the, the pre-deliverance praise. I love, um, I love that because so many times we wait till we see the victory to give praise, but we have to start worshiping and praising God for the victory in the midst of the fight, in the midst of the war, right? So I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be clinging to that verse this week, um, Psalms 55, 22, that he would never permit the righteous to be moved, um, that I'm immovable, you're immovable. And I just want to just encourage you all, if you are struggling right now, um, you know, with things in your life not looking like it exactly should be in order, but God is moving on your behalf, right? As you praise, just like he did with King Jehoshaphat, if we praise, the enemy has to be defeated. The enemy will be defeated. And we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers and powers. Um, you know, we're not attacking people. We're attacking the the enemy that is attacking yes. those people, right? And we see that all throughout our nation right now. And just remember, this is the best time to minister, guys. The best time to minister as people are filled with depression, anxiety, and fear. Um, God wants to meet them in such a supernatural way, and he can meet them through us. But that's why we're doing this on Monday mornings and why we, we are trying to compel all of us to stay in the word because— if we stay full of the word of God, we have something to give. Amen. Like if I'm hanging out, Sam, tomorrow, and I'm like at a restaurant, I see somebody that's depressed and I go up to them, man, I have a scripture in my heart, right? Is that, do you know the Lord? If you do, he will never permit the righteous to be moved. Amen. And that's, and if that's real to me in that moment, it's going to be anointed and it's going to bear the fruit and bear seed in that person's life. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, final thoughts before I, we pray, and then I'm going to make a few announcements too. Well, you know, I, a song that I very often kind of revert back to is Psalm 34, you know, and that Psalm is just amazing, you know, and okay. uh, even the, the way that starts, you know, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. And I think you just nailed it right there. That praise, you know, this, it reminds me of Judah. Judah was first. You know, the name Judah means praise. And how that is, you know, the one key that unlocks so many doors, praise and gratitude. And I always taught my daughters from a very young age, attitude of gratitude, attitude of gratitude, because we know that in giving thanks and in praising God, the hardest situations seem to get better, you know, and God comes through, you know, just as I do. And I have that attitude of gratitude for my daughters 
you know, I'm going to bend down and help them, whatever it is. When we have a sense of entitlement or we make excuses for ourselves or we get caught up in the weeds, that's when we kind of lose it, you know. But in, in staying focused, we need to always praise God, no matter what situation it is. And that's what it is. That's what a sacrifice of praise is, that in our darkest moment, we can say, God, you're still good. You know, and he comes through. That's what moves his heart. And I mean, uh, it's tough. It's tough out there for all of us. You know, we go through our ups and downs. And you just said, it. you know, we just finished this month. We're getting ready to start the second month of 2022. Things are moving so fast. But let's just focus on praising God and just being grateful for all that he's done. And I believe that will unlock a lot of doors for all of us this coming year. Amen. Well, Sam, why don't you just close this out in prayer here and just and pray some of this on everybody that's listening to us or as they listen to us even this week or in the future. Amen. God Almighty, Lord, King of the universe, we are just so grateful for your goodness. We are so grateful for what you've done. We are so grateful to be born in this season for such a time as this. We know that you've called each one of us with a great purpose. You saved us, Lord, with your righteous right hand, Lord, with your mighty hand, Lord. So you can use us, Lord, to proclaim your good deeds in this dark world. So I just pray right now that as we go through our valleys and through our just frustrations, through whatever it is that comes our way, Lord, whatever hurts we may, uh, hold on to, Lord, whatever things that are just keeping us right now from fully breaking out and praising you. I pray, Lord, that we would just learn that that is the secret, that praise is the weapon, Lord, that the enemy fears. So I ask right now that you would embolden us, you would give us the courage, Lord, to be able to break out of that that quagmire that we're in, Lord, and give you gratitude because we're breathing we're able, we have lungs, uh, breath in our lungs today, Lord. So we praise you. Even as we end this month, some of us may have gone through some very uh, big trials and tribulations this month. Some of us may have had a lot of setbacks, but we're going to end it with praise and we're going to start February with praise. So we just give you praise this morning. I pray, Lord, for every single individual that is on this call right now that is hearing my voice, Lord. I pray that you would speak to them intimately and you would let them know that you have a plan and a future, a hope and a future for their lives. You will not leave them nor forsake them. I pray, God, that they will understand what 2 Samuel 22, 20 means, that you have brought them into a wide open space because you delighted in them. You set their feet upon a rock. And just like uh, Psalm 55 says, the righteous will never be moved. So I pray, God, that we would stay focused. We will run the race with endurance and patience. We will not look to the left or to the right until we get to finish this race. And you can say, well done, good and faithful servant. So I just pray, God, that we would walk out this day and this week with praise and gratitude for your glory. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Sam. Thank you so much. Well, we've got a few things, a whole bunch going on in February, guys. Uh, Texas folks, we have primary elections, okay? Today is the final day to register to vote if you're in Texas before the primary. So click on the Secretary of State's website. We'll have a text going out this morning reminding you to share that information with your friends. If you're on our um, our prayer, our voting text uh, reminders um, and then just be prepared. 
the primary in Texas is February 14 through 25, and the election day is March 1st. So we're going to be talking a lot about voting and a lot about primaries this month. Um, today, I'm actually interviewing uh, Gabriel Gerhardt, who is from Czechoslovakia. It's, uh, you're going to love this book, Sam. But Gabriel uh, wrote a book about my journey to freedom from communism to capitalism. She is the founder mm -hmm. of uh, the, the Motherhood uh, Center down in Houston, a great entrepreneur, and how God um, had brought her to, to America and has used her um, and the difference between socialism and capitalism and how American society has helped her life. So that will that podcast is going to go live on Thursday. Y'all check out um, her book. But even today, we're going to be talking about, I think it's at six o'clock, we're going to be talking about Justin Rizzo's book, Empty Room. So if you've been reading um, and are part of our book club, you've been reading Justin's book, hop on the Zoom, go to the book club and sign up to hop on with me and discuss Justin's books today. Um, we are launching a whole bunch of classes starting in February. For the last few years, we've had a lot of clamoring for us to do some biblical education and discipleship based on issues, things that are happening in our culture. Um, how many of y'all remember when all the riots were happening and all the racial tension was happening? And, you know, we felt a, a lot of pressure to respond in that moment. But I just felt like, you know, we need to respond in the right way at the right time. And really, it comes down to responding with establishing a biblical foundation and baseline for folks, because if we don't have that foundation in our life, we don't know what the Bible says about racism then we're going to just respond to whatever the crisis is or whatever the commentary is on the left, on the right. But if we have that baseline in our life, then we can respond based on what we know the Bible has to say and, and what we need to do as Christians with a Christian worldview, right? So I am super excited because God led us to a guy named Ben Quine. Uh, Ben's father and mother, David and Shirley Quine, established Cornerstone Curriculum years and years ago. They've been in the homeschooling curriculum. And Ben has some books um, on, you know, God's answers to difficult days. Uh, one book is on racism. One book is on justice. One book is on economics. And then we're going to be studying his father's worldview, uh, biblical worldview book as well. So Ben and I are going to be doing these classes on Zoom. They're seven-week classes. You'll get Ben's book and literally fill in the blank, guys, on what the Bible says on racism. It is so, so good. I'm so excited about this, and I'm excited to dig into the Word of God with Ben over the, the next year. So those are up on our website. An email will be going out tomorrow on those classes. But we're starting Monday nights. Uh, February 21st will be our first uh, class on racism, and then we'll hit justice in April. We'll hit economics in, I think, I don't know, August, and then we'll hit another one in October. At the same time, we're partnering with Patriot Academy and our friends uh, Rick Green and David Barton have an amazing um, biblical citizenship uh, class on video. And Scott Jones, who's on here on this Bible study right now, Scott and Patty Jones will be hosting that. We are going to start doing that, Lord willing, every quarter and taking people through that 
that video curriculum. So Scott and Patty and another uh, friend of ours will be on, you know, discussing the video at the beginning and then at the end. So you'll have some interaction on Zoom with people as you watch those hour and a half videos. But if you want to learn about the Constitution and the founding of our nation and hear from Kirk Cameron and Rob McCoy and Michelle Bachman, all these guys that are David Barton that's on these this video curriculum, it is just worthy of your time. It is a huge commitment. All these are a huge commitment. Mm -hmm. But I think all of us are at the point where we want to answer our neighbors and our friends and our church members and be able to disciple our families and our kids on what the Bible has to say. Because if we don't get a foundation in the word of God right now, we're going to be sunk. That's kind of where we are. So instead of listening to all the voices out there and all the noise, let's drill down, which is what I felt like was the word of the Lord for at least for me and this organization in 2022 to drill down on what the Bible says. And um, that's where we're going. So we would love to have you a part of those classes. Check that out at christiansengage.org backslash classes. All of it's up and you can register for those. And we are so excited about what God's doing this year. And then we've got on-ramp seminars going on still and awakening nights with me and Raphael about to hit each cities around Texas. So be checking out that. Okay, Sam, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thanks for being on our board and thanks for being bold as a lion, brother, and having courage and not being afraid. And um, we just love you and your family. and, And we'll see you soon. Thank you. All the best. God bless. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengage.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.